0: Today is a powerful podcast that you want to not only listen to, but share with your friends a lot of comedy and then a lot of really scare yourself till you crap your pants kind of news that you don't want to miss Department of Homeland Security. What's happening with the Commission on January 6th, a lot more than you think. Also, what the American Medical Association and now what the American Psychiatric Association is telling doctors and psychiatrists to include in all of their diagnosis. Uh, the door is coming closed quickly. Also, we have the one and only Jason Whitlock joining us. You don't want to miss a minute of today's podcast.
1: You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: Thank you to Def Leppard for uh, doing our theme. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, the, uh, the news today is disturbing, but I want you to know that this is all on the federal level to win. You must go to the local level and you need to stand in your own hometown and in your county. Let me give you a reason why top prosecutor in Loudoun County, Virginia, has participated in the Facebook group whose members infamously created a list of parents who disagreed with the school system policies of critical race theory. the The intention of this Facebook group is to hack, infiltrate. I'm I'm quoting, hack, infiltrate, and expose parents. And this is all according to screenshots. March 16th, this was exposed and now the anti-racist parents of Loudoun County have doubled down and now they appear to be going after children and gathering information of children of at least one adult. There is the group administrator who is saying, hey, anyone else with racist TikToks uh, of kids, please PM me, especially more with the N word. Okay. All right. Another member responded to that post saying, we have to fight this S together. That's when the county's top prosecutor chimed in and said, exactly. You are where we need you. What? You are where we need you. The the top prosecutor is getting involved with this? and is in support of the hackers and people who are trying to expose you need to stand up together you know i read a story today that con- that people are concerned that uh, liberals liberals are starting to worry about all this wokeness that they're they're thinking this might play out badly because a lot of people don't like it and it'll play out badly in the next election forget about the election it's playing out badly For all humankind, if we continue to go down this road. One more thing, then we bring Pat Gray in to talk about ATF. Try this one on. The TSA began implementing President Biden's mask mandate at airports. It has now been extended through September 13th, 2021. The senior official performing the duties of transportation security administration's administrator confirmed yesterday, quote, that TSA agents must handle mask mandate violations in airports the same way they would treat travelers trying to take firearms through security checkpoints. Mm. Now, listen to me if you're a cop, please listen to me if you're a cop. I understand why you would want to walk away. I get it. I get it. But if you walk away, if you walk away, you're going to leave us with a police force that is like the TSA. There's a lot of great people in the TSA. I meet them at airports all the time that are doing their jobs. But I also meet an equal amount of just dumb, dumb dummies who are, are, shouldn't work the friolator. Honest to God, they might fry their own hands or face. What happened to my hand? I'm going to look. They shouldn't work a fryer They don't care. Please stay in place. You cannot abandon that post because uh it's going to get bad if we have <laughs> if we have that half of the TSA being our police force, we're in real trouble. Uh, by the way, the good news is we won't have any guns. I love the new. I love the new ATF guy. How Isn't about he great? you? Great. Yeah, he's oh, fun. He's, he's fun. Great.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you? I particularly liked him with posing for a selfie in front of the destruction at Waco after uh, ninety-one people were killed there. Uh, mm. That was really cool to for him to stand in front of that wreckage and uh, take a little selfie. Yeah. He was
0: proud of it, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know uh it, it was it was a lantern you know yeah okay. right they knocked Mrs. over mccleary's cow kicked <laughs> over a lantern <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's how they all died Jeez. it had nothing to do with janet reno just horrific uh and uh you know but i i think it's great to see the backlash from the left on that you know oh they're Where, upset oh they've got to be upset i yeah. mean he's standing there with you know it's you know i know how they respond when somebody kills a lion right right you know what i mean they right. kill a lion and everybody goes crazy if it you've was posed. like a trophy pose it really was mm. despicable okay so let me let me uh let me play some of the audio uh let me just play Cruz uh with chipman uh, does he does he plan on banning ar-15s listen to this
1: the ar-15 is one of if not the most popular rifle in america it's not a machine gun it's a rifle uh your public position is that you want to ban AR-15s. Is that correct? Senator,
3: uh, thank you for the question. And uh, thank you for our visit yesterday and offering me a Dr. Here. Pepper. It made me reminisce about my time in Central Texas. But now <laughs> to your uh, question. Uh, with respect to the AR-15, uh, I support uh, a, a ban as, um, mm-hmm. as has been presented um, in uh, a Senate bill. Uh, and supported by the president. Um, the AR-15 is a gun I was issued on ATF's SWAT team, and it's a particularly lethal weapon, um, and regulating <laughs> it as other particularly lethal <laughs> like weapons. A, um, like a Smith & Wesson 380s. For, That's not um, particularly lethal. That's no. no. only lethal. director, if I'm confirmed, I would simply enforce the laws and the books. And right oh, okay. now, um, uh, I'm just going to follow no the laws such, uh, ban okay. on those guns. All
0: right. Um, here's Amazing. here's how he well, first of all, cut seven, please. He can't seem to identify or define an assault weapon.
2: Listen to this. I got 35 seconds left. Define it for me. Would you please, sir? Um, What's an assault there? weapon? Yeah,
3: Senator, uh, um, the bill uh, to ban assault what, weapons is, what is your dozens of pages. Of an There's weapon. no way I could define an assault weapon. You don't have any. Second. You're
2: going to run an a- this agency, and you don't have a definition of assault weapon.
3: But I would be enforcing <laughs> the definition that members yeah, of Congress have. Yeah, but it's going to be passed. issuing
2: rules and regulations. Just give me your definition.
3: <laughs> um, I'll um, give you one definition that ATF give me your currently
2: definition. uses.
3: One definition that
0: ATF currently. Give
3: me your uses. definition. <laughs> I can give you one definition. Listen, forget forget about this.
0: Okay, so he doesn't answer it. Now listen to this. Here's what he finally defines an assault weapon.
1: There are not criminal consequences. I want to turn to a second matter now, Mr. Chipman. You have called for an assault weapons ban. I have a simple question for you What is an assault weapon?
3: Senator, um, an assault weapon would be, in in the context of the question you asked, what Congress uh, defines it as.
4: Oh. So you're asking
0: us to ban assault weapons. We have to write legislation. Can you tell me what is an assault weapon? How would you define it if you were the chair, the head of the ATF? How have you defined it over the last several years uh, as your role as a gun control Listen to this. Um,
3: Senator, um, if I'm confirmed as ATF director, um, you know, my recollection is the only um, um, process but by which ATF is weighed in is that I know there's a demand letter three program. Mm-hmm. Which requires multiple reports, uh, multiple sale reports on the southwestern border, and ATF in that program has defined an assault rifle as any semi-automatic rifle capable of accepting a detachable magazine um, above the caliber of twenty two, which would include a two two three, which is you know largely
0: the so, AR-15 okay, round. Okay, so stop. You, you bel- that would also include every handgun that is semi-automatic. Because it's a detachable magazine, it feeds into the gun, all right? You know
1: much more about guns than I do, but it, it, he said rifle, right? Would, would a handgun be a rifle? If
0: you're defining it based on its feeding from a magazine underneath, he did say rifle. But that would include, then, if you just want to look just at rifles, that would include the gun we used in World War One. Mm-hmm world war one
1: I. I had a uh, really rough boating accident recently um <laughs> where my boat flipped over i had all my guns and they all went to the bottom of, of a very deep lake uh and i think into a cave or something like when you looked at the bottom of the lake could not find trace of them um, but at one point i did have a uh, a gun Mm-hmm. That was sort of like an a- on the AR fifteen sort mm-hmm. of platform. Mm-hmm. That was technically a handgun. So, can I so would that be concluded in this ban?
0: Yes, I, I think it yes, would. Yes, right? yes it, it would. Yeah. Uh, and I would I feel for you because I had my guns because I was doing some investigation in a cave too. I was over in Wuhan okay. just a few months right. ago, uh-huh. and I accident abs- accidentally dropped all of my guns. Oh my gosh! And, and I- they just kept. I just heard them going. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! <laughs> it's probably very deep. <laughs> Oh my God. All the guns. Wow. Guns. I, and then I heard. Mm. And bats. all the bats mm-hmm. started coming, and I was like, "I got to get out of here." So oh. all my guns are in China.
2: Ah. You were you were able to transport your guns to the the Communist Republic of China? Wow, <laughs> that's, wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. That's impressive. Uh, that's it wasn't that's easy. That's impressive. Yeah. Not sure why well, you'd ask you. a huh. question
1: like that. It sounds like a bad question. <laughs> does it? it does. does seem like a bad question it that does. only does. an enemy of the state would ask?
0: <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> only someone who has guns, perhaps in a safe. No, no. no. I had, you had guns. <laughs> on. At one point? No,
2: I had a boating accident on a lake <laughs> you had a or an ocean. Axi- yeah, I can't or remember. Two ocean. cave accidents. I just know and a it was a boating accident. Yeah, yeah, I know it was just it was a deep body of water, and I do so much fishing, you know, and I always take my guns with me, so, so I don't remember <laughs> what body of water I was on. I just uh, remember losing the the wow. guns over over the uh, edge of the of the boat. Uh, did yes. you call somebody? I didn't because I lost my phone that same time and oh, had my, to get right. a new one. It's terrible. Right. And yeah. you
0: figured they're down at the
2: bottom of the lake, yeah. so nobody's going to anyway. get them. Nobody's
0: going to get them. No reason, and it might and to it have not it. been a lake. It might, have
2: been, might have been the ocean. Might have been the ocean. Yeah, so they could have been swallowed by a whale. Yeah, I wow. don't know. You can't remember if you
1: were inland or on the coast. I can't. You can't. I okay. can't remember. Okay. No. Right. It's an interesting. <laughs> <thing to forget. laughs>
2: I lost it in a boating accident. Mm-hmm. As uh. you've mentioned a few times, I'll bet you if they, if you replace the metal portion of. An AR fifteen with the wood paneling that you know, like is on a hunting rifle, they wouldn't have any problem with these. With these, no, weapons. the average
0: person wouldn't. The average
2: would. person wouldn't. Um,
0: however, what he just defined is a. I don't remember. Somebody in the audience will know, but it is a gun uh, that we used in World War One. I. I think we used it in World War Two, and it f- it feeds from below. And mm. it's a wood paneled, you know, it's like a, oh, wow. you know, it's like a Plymouth Woody. It's got the wood paneling mm. on the sides.
2: And it's semi-automatic? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because it feeds mm. from the from the uh, bottom. Hmm. It, it seems
2: like pretty whatever sure. definition
0: they come up with I'm is. I'm pretty sure that's semi-automatic. Now you're saying that, now I, maybe you do have to cock it. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. The bottom line is, is they're going to be banning a lot of uh,
1: guns that, number one, we won't like Number two, they can't actually ban because it's unconstitutional.
0: So notice what he said here, and this is the most important thing. This is Woodrow Wilson, and by the way, I believe there is a coming announcement of a president that is going to do more damage to the United States of America than Woodrow Wilson. I think that announcement is coming from Mm. this program soon. Um, But this is what Woodrow Wilson did. Did you notice how he answered the question? I don't define it. I, you know, the agency defines it. I just, I go with what the agency defines. Mm -hmm. It's not, that senator was wrong. It's not what the Senate says. The Senate will put in charge the agency of the ATF and the ATF will define everything. That's the way this all works. So there's no one ever to really pin on. He doesn't have to answer that question because really it's in the agency and the agency does that. Because
1: technically right they he can't write a bill right the 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 atf guy cannot say
0: okay this is what i think it is which is what it is the technicality he's holding out on there correct and it is it is like uh, obamacare remember when we went through obamacare how many times it said we'll be left up to the secretary's uh, discretion yeah that's the way all of this is done there is another it's this is an out in the open shadow government. It is not one that is secretive. It's called the cabinet. Right. So so he says, "I can't
1: answer this because Congress has to define it." And then Congress says, "The way we define it is how the ATF says it should be defined." Right. And so then eventually he winds up being a big
0: part of that decision making process anyway and no without one having ha- to deal with it before it gets confirmed. Correct. And the Senate doesn't have to deal with it. Nobody has to deal with it. There's never anybody responsible for these things. Mm. And that is the thing that everyone should be concentrating on. What is it they're doing at the cabinet level? That's the other hand. Back in a minute. Mm. Thank you, Pat Gray, for joining us. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, a great podcast you can hear every day live before this program on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Also, you can hear him wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Wow, it's been fun, hasn't it? Um, I I take on W. uh, I think it's, yeah, WWE in just a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking them on. Yeah, and I'm not afraid.
1: To the best of the Beck Program.
0: All right, I told you a week ago that the American Medical Association released a plan to embed racial justice into the medical profession. This went beyond just saying, hey, you know, we need more black doctors. So we're going to lower the standards for people in medical school so they can be doctors. Excuse me? I know that meritocracy is something that only white people care about because I'm sure black people are like, no, I want the black doctor. What, he got F's in the surgery that he's going to give me? That's okay. He's black. Bring him on in. Nobody, nobody disagrees with meritocracy when your life is at stake. So not only are they lowering the standards at schools for uh, people of color, um, but they're also um, they released a lengthy anti-racist plan, anti-racist plan. Uh, And uh, their new initiatives are going to end Embedded racial uh, or they're going to embed racial justice to rid ourselves of anti- of of racist people. And apparently doctors, I guess doctors are very, very racist. They have an 86 page document that outlines a three year plan to implement anti-racist initiatives, including pushing r- critical race theory through the medical community. Now, what, Stu, what could possibly be a problem with that? What could possibly be the problem with critical race theory in, with your doctor? Well, it seems like then you'd be able to
1: define people who didn't agree with critical race theory as having a
0: medical or psychological problem. Well, no, we're talking about the medical field. We're talking about the medical field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I guess they might have a medical problem, sure. But you'd need a psychiatrist to deem them as having a that's true a mental that's true. You'd, yeah. you know,
1: that, if that happened, I, I would be more worried. You'd be more worried. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the medical thing is uh, the
0: medical thing is disturbing because you could say, "Hey, for equity purposes, you white person don't get the treatment that person does." Right, right. That could be bad. That could be bad. But that, it'd that could be uh, worse. lead to a a death list. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> where you're 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 making lists of who dies, who doesn't, based on what? I guess race race i mean yeah. and we've the thing about this is of course we've seen
1: this in history and i thought we all agreed it yeah. was really yeah. a bad idea really bad to give idea. preferential no, but, treatment to people for medical uh yeah, causes no, on, based no, no. on race no
0: no china's the new model um so you were saying you were you would be worried if it i would say it would be you know it would be another a whole nother step in the wrong direction if
1: if it was psychiatrists i mean like, med- it,
0: like the apa like the uh, American Psychiatric Association, if they came out and said, uh, which they did yesterday, um, the largest psychiatric organization in the world sent an email to their members yesterday that psychiatrists need to incorporate anti-racism into their practice. The email encouraged psychiatrists to commit themselves to practice anti-racism with their patients and restated its commitment to achieving mental health equity for all uh, anti-racism. Of course, you know this from the brilliant Ibram X. Kendi um, and his book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And and really the only way to rid racist and racism from the world is racism. Mm hmm. That's the actual idea. He says the word discrimination.
1: He advocates for discrimination. He doesn't uh, okay. use the word racism, okay. of course, okay.
0: but I, I kind of put those on the same plane. So, uh, mental health professionals were given suggestions for steps to center racial equity uh, in all their conversations with uh, their patients. Uh, why is this a problem? Why is this a problem? First of all, because it's not true. Critical race theory is something that Marxists made up to overthrow the Western world and freedom. That's what critical race theory is, period. There's no scientific anything backing up critical race theory. It was created by Marxists so Marxists could silence those who were against Marxism. That's it. That's it. So now they're going to, They're going to embed it into the medical uh, side and the psychiatric side of medicine. What could possibly go wrong? Well, unfortunately for me, and unfortunately maybe for you, I know history. So I'll tell you what could go wrong. Do you know who the biggest uh, advocate and professional body was? that did more to bring on the Holocaust and the death camps than any other profession in Nazi Germany. Doctors and nurses. More German medical professionals joined the Nazi party than any other profession, and they also joined it at a faster clip. By 1933, more than half of the German medical profession had joined the Nazi party. And they were the ones that were pushing, we got to get rid of the unfit. We got to get rid of the people who are just not good for the Reich. They were the ones. You do not want your, your medical professionals at all judging anything regarding politics. Doctors in Germany became tightly integrated into the Nazi party and supportive of its ideals. Physicians became nazified more thoroughly and sooner than any other profession. And they also did more to uh, they did more for the final solution than anyone else. By uh, 1942, 38,000 physicians had joined the Nazi party. Here's how it happened. Now, see if any of these ring any kind of a bell. Now, before I go down this road, I want to say, just because history, when we go through all of these things and you see one or two that might be happening now, that doesn't mean you're going to end in a death camp. It just means you're on exactly the same road. So, warning. Bridge. Maybe icy. It doesn't mean the bridge is always icy. It just means if the conditions are right, you could find yourself flying off the side of the bridge because of ice. See if any of these things sound familiar. The things that had to happen in the medical field for them to go off the bridge and into the Holocaust. First, the devaluation and dehumanization of segments of the community. Think that's happening? Is that happening at all? What are we going to do with these people? These people just need to be re-educated. They're extremists. Remember when you couldn't say that about Muslims who were actually terrorists? You couldn't say it about actual terrorists. Now, It's fine to say that about half of America, the devaluation and dehumanization of segments of the community, the medicalization of social and political problems. What does that mean? The medicalization of social and political problems, you mean like adding critical race theory and anti-racism into the medical professions? The trainings of physicians to identify with political goals of the government. So that would be like when they have trainings and they have training seminars and people like Ibram Kendi coming in and training. Is that what that is? Then they also needed the fear of consequences for refusing to cooperate. Oh, well, that's not happening. Then they just made the bureaucrats in charge of the medical uh, system. And when the bureaucrats uh, came in and just made everything a bureaucracy, the doctors needed to feel some power. uh, And they also started to uh, weaken their ethics and human rights because it was all about numbers. Then. The Nazis, uh, the Nazi physicians and nurses viewed the state as their primary patient. Now, listen to this one. Some came to see quarantine, otherwise known as ghettoization. Some came to see quarantine, exclusion, then extermination of an entire people as treatment required so the state could survive. Huh. Quarantine. Check. Exclusion. Facebook. Everybody is betting. Him, check. And then the extermination of an entire people as treatment required for state's health. Ha! Huh. Well, at least we haven't had extermination yet. Doctors, I am pleading with you. Do not allow this cancer in. It's you don't you must cut it out and get clean margins. You would be a horrible doctor if you left one cancer cell in and we're like, well, maybe that cancer cell won't grow. You know what? The skin knows better than to let that reproduce and get out of control. You know What? I talked to, you know, I talked to the people, I said, look, I left some colon cancer in there, a few cells, but you're going to know it when it happens. Don't worry about it. Just come and see me and I'll take it out when it becomes a problem. You wouldn't know to, you wouldn't knowingly do that to someone unless you had no other option. Critical race theory and anti-racism is anti-Martin Luther King and anti Judeo Christian values. You must not allow this to happen. Nurses, you must not allow this to happen. Psychiatrists, you must not allow this to happen. It's a firewall. Read history. Now, as if the doctors and the psychiatrists are bad enough, wait until I tell you what Joe Biden hid in one of the emergency stimulus packages that you're going to find wonderful. Yeah, indoctrination. But for who? Oh, wait. (music) You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Mr. Jason Whitlock, who is, of course, a big fan of this program because of all of the heavy, heavy sports talk uh, that I do (laughs) all the time. Welcome, Jason. How are you?
4: I'm awesome, and I I did listen to half of your last hour, Mm -hmm. and wow. I mean, it was powerful what you were saying. It's frightening what you're saying. I can relate to what you're saying, Uh, but I do come here filled with hope and energy and just i'm the most optimistic i've been in quite some time who's our little what are they called rainbow ponies
0: my little <laughs> pony who's gonna bring some rainbow in my life right now thank you for that
4: tell me why you're hopeful it'll be a name your audience may not recognize initially but maybe some of them have heard of what's been going on the past 10 days two weeks Kwame brown you know that name Stu? Kwame oh, yeah. Brown. Oh yeah. Oh, your fault. You're paying attention. Yes. Yeah. Well,
1: first of all, yeah, I know him from back in the you know, basketball days, but also he's been he's been mixing it up quite a bit
4: lately. Oh, he's incredible, mm-hmm. and he, he's a bolt of lightning. Uh, he, he's former number one draft pick in 2001 in the NBA, drafted by the Washington Wizards on those two te- on the team that Jordan played two years for the Wizards. Oh, see, he's saying this for me. And about half of the women that are listening, and yeah. the <laughs> audience, but, and and so Kwame's reputation in the media has been that he was a bust, that he didn't work out, and he's been kind of a laughing stop mm-hmm. for twenty years. There's another narrative, and a more truthful narrative: the guy's not a bust. That Michael Jordan actually didn't want him on the Wizards, and and kind of sabotaged his development early those first two years. And so but Kwame mm. has is fed up. And so he attacked. So he's never really spoken out about this never, before. Never. Okay. Never. No I mean I guess he had been doing a little YouTube page for about a year mm. but not really addressing this and not addressing it as passionately and as aggressively as he has over the past 2 weeks but he started attacking these two guys, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes who joked about him on their podcast in the past 2 weeks. And basically continuing the narrative of this guy's a bust and a failure. So any jokes that were beyond what had always
0: been said or just no. the same? Okay, This
4: was the tipping point. Okay, okay. And, and the tipping point really is, and people haven't talked about this, Kwame has a 16-year-old son who I think is a sports fan and a bit of an athlete. And Kwame's like, hey, man. Y'all can't just talk about me like this and my son's listening, oh, my yeah. daughter's listening. It's undermining my effectiveness as a dad. I'm oh, not going to be a laughingstock for, forever and just a punching bag for you guys forever. But he's basically gone after Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes in the most aggressive, it's profane, it's in your face. He punked these guys, made them apologize. Then Charlemagne the God, the radio host, the Breakfast mm-hmm. Club that's popular, mm-hmm. he jumps in and tries to defend Matt Barnes. Kwame Brown goes after Charlemagne the God. But but just more important than these individual beefs, Kwame is expressing a message about and redefining manhood. And it's a message specifically for black people, but it's for everybody's attracted to it. It's about masculinity. It's about what really is being a good father and a good representation in the media. This
0: does not sound woke.
4: No, he is. That's the other. He's not remotely woke. He's actually on the other side. Huge fan of Thomas Sowell. Mm. Huge fan of Larry Elder. Defended Candace Owens uh, publicly. He's unpacking these bigger ideas and about changing this very negative culture that has been defined for black people and we've embraced. And black people are loving it. They're running towards him. He's not being called an Uncle Tom, a coon. He's not being called a sellout. They're saying, yes, we've been waiting on someone to say this and represent this in a way that we believe in. And so this guy has gone from 10,000 YouTube subscribers to 250,000 in 10 days, Wow! 10,000 Instagram followers to 175,000 in 10 days. People are running to Kwame Brown and everybody in the black internet space is talking about him and having a reaction. And there's been nothing but support. And what he's opening the door, even though, again, it's profane, it's not.
0: You know, look, I have to tell you something. I used to have to go with my best friend uh, who was living with us. It was broken family and he lived with us for a while and we'd have to go pick up his dad at the bar. We'd get a call from his mom and she'd say, could you go pick him up at the bar? So we had to go in and he was a bastard. He was a son of a bitch. And, um, and we'd have to go in the bar and he'd call us all kinds of names and everything else. And it is from that experience that I have, uh, I grew to understand if you want to help somebody, you can't do it outside of the bar. You have to be in the bar. You have to be and you you can't even do it in the bar if you're if you're in there going and Jesus says you shouldn't yes. drink on Sundays. No. No, they're not going
4: to listen to you. You have to meet people where they are. And he is meeting people exactly where they are and he's representing working class people of all races. He he's not an elite. He is the opposite, you know. He's a plebe, he's 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 just, he's anti elite. And there's another version of Kwame Brown that's having amazing success in the internet, YouTube, Instagram space, a guy named Kevin Samuels. He's not an athlete, he's a former businessman who's an image consultant. And he's in a suit and tie and saying really the exact same things as Kwame. But he's saying it like he's a college professor, mm-hmm. or he's some suited up businessman, and he's having incredible impact with black people. He's a religious guy, member of a church, deacon in the church, all. And he, he and Kwame are—they're not working together, but they are working together, and they're reaching a massive audience and opening the doors for people like me and others. To come in behind and add our take and spin without being cast out as like, oh my God, you're not really uh, for black people. It's I'm hopeful like the tide is really turning because these two guys are getting so much support and they're so anti woke. Have you seen it? I mean, um, here's I see
0: people wake up, but they wake up like this. Look, I I mean. What you're saying? I'm I'm with you. You're exactly right. It's it's crazy. It's getting really crazy. Why are you whispering to me? I don't want anybody to hear me. You know, I'm seeing people wake yep. up but they're not willing to stand up. That's not help. That's that's not help. Are you seeing people actually stand up and and clarify why this is
4: right? I'll just say this from what I'm seeing on the internet, people's comments over Instagram, over YouTube, or what they're not whispering it. They are shouting, hallelujah, thank God, protect Kwame at all costs. Kevin Samuels is doing the right thing. It's a passionate, like, we've been waiting for this type of content and this type of representation in the media space. And I'm seeing NBA players, prominent NBA players, jump behind and support Kwame. And Mm – uh, I mean, I, Kenyon Martin's another former uh, number one draft pick. He's got some podcasts. He offered great support of of Kwame Brown. Uh, I've heard from Hall of Fame NBA players personally uh, who have called, man, are you, you watching what Kwame's doing? This is great. And, and, you know, he's because, look, like the Steven Jackson guy is connected to George Floyd. He had a relationship with him through childhood, and part of his brand went up in George Floyd's death. He gained some more popularity. I know Steven Jackson personally. I know Matt Barnes personally. They used to come on my TV show on Speak for Yourself. Steven Jackson's well-intentioned but misguided. Matt Barnes is an idiot, and uh, Kwame has called him out in ways that— you know, I don't know if he'll ever recover from. He calls him Becky with the good hair. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure Matt Barnes are going to recover from that. But but they have basically done this podcast where they're in their 40s, they're acting like they're still gangster tough guys who block. And, and Kwame's like, "Hey man, y'all grown men. Why why, why are y'all portraying to young people that uh, this gangster lifestyle and mentality is the way for us to go?" And people it's like their show has been popular but everybody can spot the ignorance of what they're doing the degeneracy of what they're promoting and people are glad it's being called out and saying look there's a better way to represent us uh this Kwame Brown and this the, Kwame Brown is not he's talented this guy will talk for 2 hours straight and he'll be funny he'll be Compelling. He'll be insightful. Uh, it, it. He's talented, and it's like a natural talent. I don't think anyone's trained him up. He he just has this huge personality. He he's a far, He he farms his own land. He owns his own land. You know, he made sixty five million in the NBA. He's not remotely broke, but he lives a working class lifestyle. Mm-hmm. He grows his own food. He gets on a tractor every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's something about
0: that that changes uh, people, I think. Yeah. I think when you're working with your hands, uh, and especially with the soil, you don't lose the connection to the things that are real.
4: Yeah, and he again, he's not someone that wants to run around with celebrities. He'd rather run around with his brothers or the plumber that comes over to his house. I mean, he's saying all this, and it, and it's true. He's just—he he calls— the little cabal of celebrities the go along to get along gang mm-hmm. and he goes There none of them are man enough to stand on their own two feet they don't know how to take care of themselves as uh, by themselves and he goes i, I want to break all that up I, I want real men who are are producing sustainable we lifestyle have have, we have to have him on yeah he's he's we incredible have him on. yeah now He's getting in now. What the hell are we right talking now? to you for? Why don't we just <laughs> get him on? <laughs> <laughs>